Hello everyone, and welcome to Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I'm Josh Bentley, and yes, I have a blue beard. I work for SAP, one of the world's largest business software companies, and I'm a developer advocate on our developer relations team. As part of my responsibilities, I talk about the SAP Cloud Platform. One of the goals of this podcast is to connect developers to code they may or may not have been aware of, and they can use it when they're developing their own applications. Another ambitious goal of this podcast is to entertain you. To do that, I'm going to try to have as many interviews as I can with subject matter experts. Okay, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I'm excited to have my friend and colleague, Jamie Colley, with me today. How are you doing, Jamie? Good, and yourself? Very well, thank you. Enjoying this not nice, hot summer weather. Yeah. Um, I am very familiar with what you do and who you are, but if you could explain to my audience who you are, that would be awesome, then we'll dive into some questions. Sure, so once again, my name is Jamie Colley, so I am part of the uh, team that focuses on the Kima runtime, and my focus is uh, enablement and adoption of the Kima runtime. So, what did you been doing before this? Because we're definitely going to talk more about Kima. That's going to be the focus of this episode. But what did you do before you started promoting Kima? So, I've been with SAP for about fifteen years, and I came through an acquisition of a company called Lighthammer, and that turned into the MII product. And so I focused on that for a few years and went into web channel, uh, web IDE, and then expanded more into uh, area, different areas of the cloud platform. I was part of the uh, development team for the SAP uh, Discovery Center. And the past little over a year, I've been focusing on Kima. Very nice. Okay, so we talked about it a few times now already. What is Kima? Sure. So Keem is an open source project that's built on top of Kubernetes. So Kubernetes itself is also uh, open source. And that's what you use to like, manage the orchestration of uh, containerized applications. So things like the uh, deployment, scaling, and uh, service discovery. So, but Kubernetes makes no assumptions on any type of uh, dependencies that an application would need, such as like logging or monitoring uh, message buses, for instance. So with that, there's uh, uh, the Cloud Native uh, Computing Fund Foundation, and there's uh, numerous projects that are used to solve these different uh, problems or pieces of Kubernetes that you want. And what Kima, the, the, the whole concept of Kima is it's comprised of a collection of these projects uh, united together to simplify extensions and, and integration of monolithic software. So Kima has all these projects configured to run together in a nice uh, smooth way. So you as a, a developer don't have to worry about doing any of that. It's all configured for you. It includes things like an event bus, uh, API, API gateway, it's a service mesh. It has a piece called application connector. It has a serverless engine and a service catalog and, you know, includes things like logging and tracing. 
Okay, so that's a, a mouthful of stuff. And I know I've seen the Kima Project website. That's a mouthful of other apps as well that it's managing and projects. So like I know Helm's out there. Um, what are some of the other ones? Morpheus? Uh, Prometheus is... Oh, so close when I guess. I <laughs> like that. There's a whole, whole bunch of them. Uh, Uri, which is used for some authentication pieces. Loki, which is for logging. And, you know, there's, there's a whole whole bunch of them. Istio, which is part of the, the service mesh. So there's probably like 10 or more components that uh, he's comprised of. These components are required if you launch Kima, or are they things that the user could replace with something on their own if they want to use a different project? Uh, some of them are required to run. There's pieces that you can choose not to install to make the install a little smaller. But, and, you know, of course, you yourself could probably adding uh, components, but, you know, we're trying to do this for you. So with the, the intention that you don't need to do anything else, you can just use what we have in place. Awesome. Okay. So I think that's a good overview of what it is. I'll link to the project in the notes of this podcast and promote that at the end. What is then the profile or persona of somebody who would need to use Kima as part of their tool bag? Sure. So as I mentioned, uh, Kima is an open source project and it's based on open standards. And so with that, there's no proprietary uh, knowledge here. So as a developer, you can kind of write, you can write an application or an extension in any language. And it's the, the focus is really like a cloud native developer. So that means somebody that's trying to build apps that are uh, you know, container based apps that are intended to be uh, distributed. And you know, with Kima, you have the choice of using the open source project itself, but there's also a, a managed offering that SAP has made available uh, since May 12. So you have a, a couple different choices of how you want to run it. So you mentioned the open source Kima project. Is that different than what you were just saying about SAP having their own version? How are, how are they different? Yeah, so the open source version, it, it, it's fully available to any customer or user that wants to use it. And you have a choice of different infrastructures that you can use. So you can install that on Google Cloud or Microsoft Azure and as well as IBM Cloud. And we and you can also install it using uh, Gardner, which I think you talked about that a week or so ago. Yep. And with in terms of support, so the and with whoever the cloud provider is who would provide you support with Kubernetes. But with, you know, in terms of Kima, Kima is uh, basically like a community support. So there's like a Slack channel and stuff like that. And a, a Git uh, repo where you could search through issues or enter in new issues yourself, or if you want to contribute to the project. And in terms of cost, the cost is for whatever hyperscaler that you're going to run on. So it's with that, the operations and support are on the customer side of things. Now with the managed offering that SAP has, which we call the SAP Cloud Platform Extension Factory Kima Runtime. So that gives you the capability that the Kima the runtime. And for, for right now, we're just running on Microsoft Azure, but we will have other uh, cloud providers in the future. And so you buy this subscription from SAP, so you don't actually have uh, access to the Azure subscription yourself. So it's SAP uh, subscription, and you're just uh, utilizing that. Okay. And 
all the Kima uh, components are covered by the SAP Enterprise uh, Support Cloud Edition. And you know any type of custom built extensions or applications. So that's um, the responsibility of the customer. And it's based on the consumption uh, model for SAP Cloud Platform. So it's okay. like a, a cloud credit you basically have. So you buy ahead and then utilize your your credits as you're, you're running it. Okay. And and of course operation and the supporter on on SAP. Okay, so you're getting. Kubernetes under the hood, and yep. you're getting Kima managed by SAP so that you don't have to worry about it if it has issues that you need troubleshooting with. Yes, and it's when you when you go into your SAP Cloud Platform, you basically just have a, a button that you click that says Enable Kima, and that will go ahead and kick off the process to provision you a, a Kubernetes instance and then install uh, Kima on top of it. But that's not available on trial yet because you mentioned the cloud credit. So that's something that we're offering for sale to the customers, right? Uh, that's correct. So that's something for the trial. That's something that we're trying to, to work on for the future. So we're hoping to have that available sometime in the future. Okay. Well, let me ask you a follow-up to something you mentioned, which I think if I'm a developer and I like getting my hands dirty and I played with Kima, installed Minikube, and I've got all this stuff running on a local machine, can I figure something out that I want as a feature enhancement and send a PR to get and have you guys take that pull request and incorporate into Kima project or would that go into SAP's version? How would that work? Yeah, they're, they're basically the, the, the same code line. So we're, you know, you, we would, you would be able to put in that pull request and then somebody would review it and then you know, just the open source version would get that and then they would pull it into the, the version that the uh, SAP has. So we don't have to verify, this is just a random question, but there are non-SAP employees that have been contributing to this project that SAP may be taking advantage of their knowledge in the community to make their product better. Yes, that, that is correct. It's not just SAP employees writing this code. Yep. Cool. All right, well, that's the way community is supposed to work. So I think we've gone longer than I expected, so I appreciate all that. as a lot of knowledge, actually, and I'd love to throw more than just the Kima Project uh, Slack channel and the information. Where else can we go to learn and play? What's the best place to download? So I would assume you're going to put links uh, in, the, in for this. So yep. Podcast description we, as well as LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm going to put links for everything. Great. So we have a, an, there's an SAP sample repo, and we have uh, samples related just to Kima in there. And, you know, we're continually adding more and more there. Uh, we have the SAP Discovery Center, the, and basically that's like a Kanban board that will help you walk through the process of setting it up and, you know, getting familiar with some of the components of Kima. And we also have an early adopter program that SAP customers can use, which basically would have someone such as myself working with the customer to help them get knowledgeable with Kima and and look at the different use cases that they may be interested in. And you also have Akima Help has a whole bunch of different tutorials and like tons, tons of uh, documentation uh, involving Kima. And you also can find a whole bunch of blogs and uh, you know questions and answers at the SAP community. Awesome, that's perfect. I think that's all we need. Uh, anything else uh, for wrap up? Nah, but uh, I appreciate the time and it's uh, great speaking with you. You too. I'll have you back on later once uh, Tech Ed's over. Maybe we'll have more information. So appreciate your time. Have a good afternoon. You do the same. Bye. Bye. 
That was a really fun episode. I can't thank Jamie enough. I love connecting with him and just learning from him. He's, he's very uh, knowledgeable on his subject areas and with Kima being so new to SAP and a lot of the open source project stuff coming into the SAP business solution world, it's great to have people like Jamie out there helping the community at large. So we've got a lot of links in this podcast description. Go look at things like the tutorials, blog posts, the Kima project website, as well as things like the customer adoption program that Jamie could help you out with. So if you want to try it out in your place of business, maybe you can reach out to Jamie that way and sign up for that. Uh, So again, thanks to Jamie and thanks to you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Bluebeard's Tech Talk has been brought to you by your host, Bluebeard, also known as Josh Bentley. And while I work for SAP, these opinions are not an official SAP stance. They are my own opinions and my own conversations. Thanks. Hope to see you next time on Bluebeard's Tech Talk.